Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Yokohama tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Welcome in, podcast listeners. Hope your Tuesday is going well. You know what will make your Tuesday better? Well, hopefully this podcast, I'll kick the coverage. But also, Jeff Fisher, wins and losses guest. Trust me, it is absolutely phenomenal. It's a podcast exclusive. If you haven't tried out our wins and losses podcast and you're listening to this one, make sure that you go check out those long-form conversations. You will absolutely love them. uh, And make sure that you check it out. Also, I want to get all of our podcasts over a thousand reviews. Five star reviews, write funny ones. If you write funny ones, I will read them on the air and we will have fun with them. And then I'll try and get you an Outkick t shirt sent in. Don't pressure me and send me 50 emails about how you haven't gotten the t shirt yet. Eventually, we'll get stuff to you. We got a lot going on, but do me a favor the podcast is free. Go give us a review, five-star, make it funny, and I'll read it. Today's show, we got John Morosi sliding in to give us a Major League Baseball update, but it's all about Dak Prescott, the Dallas Cowboys, Ezekiel Elliott, Amari Cooper. How do you handle Dak Prescott if the reports that he turned down $30 million a year and wants $40 million a year, if those reports are true, fascinating story in the world of sports and business we'll break it down for you also nba moving its time starts and we got an amari amari cooper antonio brown update as to whether or not he'll be in camp all that and more it's outkick the coverage dive in now outkick the coverage with clay travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m eastern 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 
Welcome in. I hope all of you are having a fantastic Tuesday. We are coming to you live from the Geico Outkick Studios. We, however, are available in all areas. Appreciate all of you tuning in this morning. And a couple of things right off the jump. Antonio Brown, descent into madness, continues on some level. He lost his uh, grievance over the football helmet. And now we have to figure out when he's eventually going to show up in the Raiders camp. But the bigger drama and story continues to be what's going on with the Dallas Cowboys. And in particular, how in the world is Jerry Jones going to finagle three different guys who all anticipate and expect really big contracts in the near future? And in particular, we got... Ezekiel Elliott still holding out. That story kind of floating around, but not getting that much attention. And now the new bigger story is Dak Prescott. And reports last night, which are being disputed as negotiations sometimes are, but multiple national reporters now have come out and said, you know what, Dak Prescott is actually willing uh, to turn down $30 million and he is demanding a $40 million contract per year. Putting that into context, that would make him the highest paid NFL football player of all time. Well, I want to think about that for a minute. What Dak Prescott is demanding in his contract status is to become the highest paid football player on a yearly basis of all time. Now, let's run through some of these details. And a lot of you are rolling your eyes. You're like, are you crazy? Dak Prescott, the highest paid quarterback, the highest paid player of all time. Well, one factor here is while there's a lot of attention being paid to Ezekiel Elliott, we told you guys on this show that Zeke didn't really have very much ground to argue uh, upon because he still has two years left on his contract. So Ezekiel Elliott, it's one thing if you have a year left on your contract. Maybe you've got a little bit of negotiating leverage. But when you still have two years left on your contract, what are you going to do, sit out for two years? That would be utterly crazy. So I don't think that Ezekiel Elliott has that much bargaining power. But Dak Prescott is in the final year of his contract. And and this is pretty wild. He got only... $2.7 million over his four-year deal. So the Cowboys have been able to build up a lot of talent around Dak Prescott because they've been able to pay way less than what a quarterback would typically be making uh, under his rookie contract. Let me just hit you with these numbers because it doesn't get that much attention. Dak coming in as a fourth-round pick like he did is way under what the market would be for any kind of starting quarterback. Let me hit you with this. Uh, In year one, he made $1.1 million. Year two, he made only $941,000. Year three, the one that just finished last year, he just made $630,000. And this year now, he's going to make $2 million. So one of the aspects of Dak Prescott's contract situation that I'm sure he and his representatives are going to argue is, not only do you need to pay me for the years ahead, we've got to make up for the fact that we made virtually nothing under our initial rookie contract 
In fact, let's go look. You paid $630,000 to me to be the Dallas Cowboys starting quarterback last year. Having said that, turning down $30 million to me if you are Dak Prescott is crazy because there are so many other quarterbacks that I would rather have for potentially less money. And so this is the challenging situation that you find yourself in if you are Dak Prescott. He could be franchised after this fourth year. He could be franchised multiple years if the Dallas Cowboys really wanted to get aggressive with him and treat him like Kirk Cousins. And I think the question that Cowboy fans have, and I think the question that Jerry Jones has, and certainly all of Cowboy management, what in the world is Dak Prescott actually worth? And how do you assess his worth compared to the rest of the quarterbacks in the NFL right now? Because demanding $40 million is insane. It's like me demanding a Caribbean island as part of my next contractual negotiation. I can do it, but it doesn't really help the process. And so I thought one of the things that's intriguing is who would you take? Who would you take? Like, where do you slot Dak Prescott in right now among the starting quarterback universe? How would you contemplate them? Where would you put them? What would you say in general if I gave you options of the starting quarterbacks last year? So let's like kind of just run through quickly, I thought, to contextualize. Next segment, I'll bring in the crew, and we'll see how many of them disagree with this. But my position on Dak Prescott is that he's right around the most average starting quarterback in the NFL. He's not a top 10 guy, in my opinion. He's certainly not a top five guy, and he's nowhere near being the best quarterback in the NFL from the perspective of deserving the highest pay. So here are right now the five highest paid quarterbacks in the NFL. So I'm just going to hit these directly with their salaries, and then we'll start running through other guys. Russell Wilson, he's going to make $35 million. Every single person listening to this show right now other than maybe Dak Prescott's mom, believes that Russell Wilson is a better quarterback than uh, Dak Prescott. And so $35 million a year is the ceiling, and there's no way that anybody would take Dak over Russell Wilson. Ben Roethlisberger is making $34 million. Now, remember, part of the salary that you make is a function of how long you have been somewhere. Ben Roethlisberger is clearly on the tail end of his career. If I had to choose to have a quarterback for the next 10 years, Roethlisberger wouldn't be in the mix. If I had to decide the next five years, I'm not sure that Big Ben's got five years left. But right now, there's zero doubt in my mind that Big Ben is worth more than Dak Prescott is worth. Aaron Rodgers, come on, everybody knows that. Uh, Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is a little bit intriguing, but the numbers on Carson Wentz, when he is healthy are off the charts. I mean, this is a guy who would have won the MVP a couple of years ago if he hadn't injured himself. The difficulty with Wentz's contract is based on his injury status, to me, not based on his overall talent. And then Matt Ryan is making $30 million. You may or may not like Matt Ryan, but I think he slots in above uh, Dak Prescott. So that's five guys that I feel like deserve to be in above him. 
Patrick Mahomes, eventually, God knows how much money Patrick Mahomes is going to get. I think everybody out there would say, yeah, I'd rather have Mahomes. Drew Brees, again, age factors in, but we're talking about for the next couple of years or even for next year, Drew Brees a no-brainer. Uh, what about Andrew Luck? No doubt at all, everybody would rather have Andrew Luck. Tom Brady, even though he's 42, yes, you'd rather have him. Phillip Rivers, you'd rather have him. Uh, I, I think Matt Ryan, we already went across, you'd rather have him. Russell Wilson, you'd rather have him. Deshaun Watson, uh, that's an interesting debate. It's an interesting debate. Both young guys, I tend to go with Dak over Deshaun Watson because of Deshaun Watson's injury history. He's already torn both ACLs, but that is intriguing. Kirk Cousins, would I rather have Kirk Cousins or would I rather have Dak Prescott? I'd rather have Cousins. And I actually, though, think that maybe what the Redskins did with Kirk Cousins, another NFC East team, could be a template for how Dak could be treated. If you're really not sure about Dak, I don't understand why you would have that much pressure on yourself to get him a long-term deal. Why not just franchise him for a year and see whether or not he's the guy, see how he performs this year. Um, Aaron Rodgers, no doubt, much better. Uh, Cam Newton, I think I'd rather have Cam. Uh, Mariota, uh, head-to-head. I don't think there's that much difference between Mariota and Dak Prescott. Some Cowboy fans may disagree, but I think that that honestly, if Jerry Jones were being a little bit more uh, smart in the way that he's playing this, Mariota and Dak are very similar players. Matthew Stafford, I'd rather have Stafford, even though Stafford hasn't won a playoff game uh, yet. Baker Mayfield, I'd rather have Baker. Uh, Eli, uh, all right, maybe I'd rather have Dak than Eli, but Eli's on the very end of his career. Um, and uh, Derek Carr, that's an interesting question, right? Derek Carr makes $25 million a year. I don't think that's an easy call on whether or not you'd rather have him. I'd rather have Sam Darnold, I think, based on his ceiling than Dak. And uh, that's basically the crew, right? Lamar Jackson, no, I wouldn't rather have Lamar Jackson. I'd rather have Kyler Murray. Slotting in Dak Prescott, to me, he is the most average quarterback in the NFL. That's it. He has never proven to me this is a guy who is accurate enough consistently to win a championship. I think the reason why the Cowboys have been good and won a decent amount of games around Zach, uh, around Dak to a large extent is because of the money they've been able to spend on the defense and on other talented players surrounding Dak because they don't have to pay him anything. Again, he made $630,000 last year. So if you are the Cowboys, this is one of the really intriguing questions that's out there. One of the things I like to tell you guys to do, if you want to one day have a job that matters, almost every job that matters comes down to one thing, judgment. Almost every, you want to know what connects the President of the United States with a high-profile CEO, with a GM or owner of an NFL franchise, with a senator with a uh, with management at the highest level of any company in the world. It's judgment. Ultimately, you are paid for your ability to make big decisions and get them right. There are facts that are laid out for you. You look at all the facts in front of you, and you have to decide the best possible course of action for your company, for your country, for whatever group you are in charge of managing. So this, to me, is a great test 
if you want to one day be in the role of making important decisions, you have to train your mind to be in that position, to think about all the different factors. Considering everything, what is Dak Prescott's value? What is your dollar figure that you want won't go past? And how do you negotiate out with Dak, keeping in mind that simultaneously you have Amari Cooper's deal that you have to work and you have to figure out what to do with Ezekiel Elliott. The Cowboys, I believe, are about to find themselves in salary cap hell. And you can have people like Des Bryant tweeting out, pay that man his $40 million. That's insane. There's a reason why Des Bryant isn't working as a GM anywhere or anywhere in a high level when it comes to judgment because the easy thing to do is buckle and try to make a player happy. But ultimately, if you overpay Zach, uh, Dak, and this is why it matters, if you overpay Dak Prescott, the team suffers. Your overall business potentially suffers in a massive way, and the wins and losses ultimately are impacted in a huge manner. So what do we do with Dak? I'll tell you when we come back on the next side. We'll also bring in the crew. How do you handle a guy who is in that really difficult spot in the NFL? I would put it at Andy Dalton level, right? The Cincinnati Bengals have had to decide what to do with Andy Dalton for a long time. What do you do when you think you have the most average quarterback in the NFL? You don't have the best. You don't have a top five or top ten guy. But you also don't have a bottom five or bottom ten ten guy. How do you value averageness in today's NFL? Because the worst thing in the NFL is not to have a quarterback. But another thing that can be bad is you overpay a quarterback who doesn't deserve a big contract. That's what the Dallas Cowboys are facing right now. I'll tell you what my solution would be coming back on the flip side. And we'll also bring in the crew and get their opinions. We continue to debate next on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location species salt versus freshwater and more plus it's smooth sailing with fishing bookers simple online payment method you'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local start your angling adventure now with fishing booker visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today fishing booker fishing trips made easy Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Firestone tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their firestone test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Welcome back. I'm Clay Travis. Uh, this is the Geico Outkick Studios. Um, this is a uh, this is a big deal, I think, uh, surrounding Dak Prescott that isn't getting enough attention, and it's surrounding Zeke Elliott, and that is the fact that uh, that Amari Cooper and Dak Prescott are both going to be free agents before Ezekiel Elliott is. So, if you are out there right now, uh, and you have been hearing about Zeke Elliott and the holdout. Think about what Amari Cooper and Dak Prescott must be thinking about Ezekiel Elliott holding out because they are playing both in the final years of their contract and they are risking everything when they are running around on the field. Every time that Amari Cooper plants on a route that he's running, if his knee blows up, he's got $13 million that he's making this year 
but it's the final year of his rookie contract, and then he'll be an unrestricted free agent. And the same thing is true of Dak Prescott. Imagine that Dak Prescott steps the wrong way and he has a Teddy Bridgewater-like injury. He's only made $4 million total through the first four years of his contract. He's asking for massive money. But it's wild to me that Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper, even though they don't have contracts for next year, are showing up and putting in the work at training camp. And Ezekiel Elliott, who still has two years left on his deal, isn't in the camp with the Cowboys. I mean, this is a big story, and I think it has to do, to a large degree, with the potential to create some dissension. Because all three of these guys are wanting big money. And all three of them, you can argue, are underpaid relative to what their market value might be. And so, as a result, how in the world do you handle the decision that's going to be made if you're Jerry Jones? Because you can't just focus on any one of these guys. You have to have basically a dollar value in your mind that you can afford to pay for your quarterback, for your running back, and for your wide receiver. And the risk that Dak and Amari Cooper are putting out there by showing up despite the fact that their contracts are up and they become theoretically unrestricted free agents at the end of this year makes me want to reward them over Ezekiel Elliott, who's not showing up right now. And the reason why Ezekiel Elliott is holding out now, truthfully, is because he's afraid that Amari Cooper and Dak Prescott are going to get taken care of by the Cowboys, and that's not going to leave enough money for him to get taken care of. But that's a tough situation for the Cowboys to find themselves in where Amari Cooper's contract is coming up, where Dak Prescott's contract is coming up, and where the contract of Ezekiel Elliott is coming up. So what would I do? What do you do if you are the Dallas Cowboys to Dak and exactly contract demands? $40 million that he wants. That's crazy. The highest paid player in the NFL right now gets $35 million. Dak clearly negotiating would want to become the highest paid player in the NFL and the highest paid quarterback in the history of the game as well. That's insane. Okay. The Cowboys to me should say to Dak Prescott, we will not go higher than I think around $30 million a year. I think that's way overpaid, but I think your top dollar cost has to be $30 million if you're the Dallas Cowboys. And I think more accurately, around $25 million would be the right number. Now, all these contracts come up at different years, but Andrew Luck makes $24.5 million. Tom Brady makes $23 million. Nick Foles is going to make $22 million. If you told me that Nick Foles and Dak Prescott were going to make right around the same salary, I think Dak Prescott's market value personally is right around $22 million. I think Dak Prescott is worth $22 million a year, in my opinion, on the open market. The other thing that I think Jerry Jones and the Cowboys have to decide here is how many teams out there are willing to break the bank to pay Dak Prescott $30 million? I'm not sure there's a single team that would pay him $30 million. If you're the Miami Dolphins, would you rather give Dak Prescott $30 million or would you rather use your draft pick to go into the top of the first round and take Justin Herbert, 
take Tua Tagovailoa, potentially sit around another year and take Trevor Lawrence when he comes out after his junior year and is the number one overall pick. You have to look at the overall market. Jake Fromm, I think, potentially is going to really blow people away, and I think there's a good chance that he's going to come out after this year. I think there are three guys that are going to be at the very top of the market, and there's always guys out there that rise up that we don't anticipate in college football. But right now, I think there's a good chance there are three guys that go top 10 in the NFL draft next year. Justin Herbert, uh, Tua Tagovailoa, and Jake Fromm. And there could be certainly other guys that rise up. But I think there's a good chance all three of those guys end up top 10 picks. Why in the world would you give Dak Prescott $30 million if you could roll the dice on one of those three guys and their contract is only going to cost you around $15, $20 million for multiple years? It's a no-brainer to me. Right now, you look at what a first-round quarterback costs as you determine whether or not he's the right guy. Kyler Murray, for instance, over the next four years is going to make $35 million. So if the Arizona Cardinals are right and Kyler Murray is a really good quarterback, he's going to cost roughly about the same for four years what Dak Prescott wants for one year going forward with the Dallas Cowboys. I don't think anybody touches him at $30 million. I think you play hardball with Dak. I think you go back to him and say, okay, this is our final offer. If you want to play for the entire season and risk your entire future knowing that you've only made $4 million, that's your opportunity. We then will have the opportunity to franchise tag you. And if we decide to franchise tag you, you'll make a decent amount of salary for one year. But we don't think that you've proven that you're worth anywhere near over $30 million. In fact, we think your market value on the open market is around $22 million. We think that you are about as attractive as Nick Foles would be on the open market as a quarterback. And we don't believe you're any higher than that at all. And as a result, that is our final offer. That's what I would say to Dak Prescott. Because again, remember, you're going to have to sign Amari Cooper. You're going to have to sign Ezekiel Elliott at some point. And there's only so much money you can pay for those guys. And I think... The real big story here about Dak Prescott is one of the reasons why the Cowboys have been able to be so successful is because they have been able to pay the money that would otherwise be going to a highly paid quarterback on other talent that surrounds him. I think the Dallas Cowboy defense is more important and more uh, more integral to the long-term impact of the team than Dak Prescott is. And I'm not an anti-Dak guy. I loved watching him play at Mississippi State, I think this is a huge decision that the Dallas Cowboys and Jerry Jones have to make. And I think ultimately, you have to be willing to let Dak Prescott walk. I, I think some sometimes in negotiation, you have to be willing to recognize that what somebody wants from you is so outside the bounds of what their market value is actually worth that you have to be prepared to let them walk and potentially go back into the market and try and draft another young quarterback. You got, I think, as much as you can get out of Dak Prescott. I'm not sure that his ceiling is that much higher. I'm not sure he's any better than an average starting quarterback in the NFL. You lose a lot of football games in the future if you pay average starting quarterbacks in the NFL top five money. There's no way the Dallas Cowboys can do that. 
All right, let me bring in the crew. I mean, squarely, like there's almost like a Mendoza line for quarterbacks. He's got much more in common with Nick Foles and with, uh, let's say, Andy Dalton. Like very middle of the road, in my opinion, starting yeah. quarterbacks. Not an insult. Than he does. I would with take that Russell as an Wilson insult. Or, uh, or Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady or any of the other guys that were certainly Patrick Mahomes that right now we believe are the best quarterbacks in the league. Danny G, what would you do here? Remember how you laid out your plan about how NBA teams should all have one exception uh, when it comes to the cap? Too bad yeah. NFL teams couldn't have that for quarterbacks because I'd be way more concerned as a Cowboys fan about re-signing Dak than I would be about Amari or Zeke because it's such a quarterback league. Now, $40 million is kind of delusional. Not kind of delusional. It's <laughs> it is delusional. delusional. There was a report back in June saying that Dak's agent wanted somewhere around $34 million annually. You think that's too much? I think that's much? insane. So 30 is the Mendoza line uh, for thir- you. 30 is too high. But if it's important for Dak to get to 30 because it's some sort of validation to him – and because he was underpaid the first four years, right. I do think that's his agent's going to play that card. Because he made what just under seven hundred thousand dollars, I think it is each season. And I was looking up his stats for three seasons: ten thousand eight hundred seventy-six yards, so almost eleven thousand yards, sixty-seven TDs, twenty-five interceptions, a ninety-six rating. Okay, all of those things are great. You're saying that you would take Stafford. Mariota and Carr maybe over Dak. They're right around him because I think they're, it's, I they're, think they're very They're very similar. I think that, that the Dallas Cowboys have an incredible defense, and I think they have put him in position alongside a Zeke Elliott who has been a massive portion of the Dallas Cowboy offense. I think they have an incredible offensive line that they built to be able to protect Tony Romo because they knew that he was on the back end of his career. And I think that the talent that surrounds Dak as a result at positions other than uh, that he doesn't really have any impact on the game itself from a quarterback perspective, i.e. the defense, Mm -hmm. I think the Dallas Cowboys have a lot of really good young talent around him. I don't believe that Dak is any better than an average quarterback in the NFL. And I think that's the question you have to ask yourself when you're trying to assess his overall value. But he took the team to the playoffs two of his first three seasons and last year when he got his first playoff W against the Seahawks, if you remember that game, he put the team on his back. So that's the difference over Stafford, Mariota, and Carr is that he leads the Cowboys to winning seasons he, he into the playoffs. Mar- Mariota, to give you an example, and I don't think anybody out there would argue that Mariota is anywhere near. Like he's probably a, at best $20 million a year guy, right? And that's at the high end of what Mariota is. I would put Dak Prescott right around the same level. He's only made the playoffs once in four seasons, though. But he's had three straight winning years. He has the same number of playoff career wins as Dak Prescott. So I think that Mariota is very similar to Dak. I think that um, when you actually break down the amount of talent that Dak has around him, everything else, the Cowboys are a very talented team. And so for a guy to argue that he deserves $40 million is wild and insane, even from a negotiation perspective. I love people out there. It's like, you don't even understand how negotiation works. Yeah, I do. If you walk in and tell me that you want something that's so outside the bounds of negotiation, that inclines me to believe that negotiating with you is worthless, right? I mean, I'm just going to be honest. Like, there is a fine art to negotiation, 
part of negotiation is understanding your value enough to walk in. Like, for instance, we neg- I negotiate. People are like, you don't understand. I negotiate a lot of contracts, right? I negotiated my contracts. I've helped other people negotiate their contracts. If I go in for my next Fox Sports Radio contract and they say, okay, what are you? What 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 kind of uh, what what are your demands? And I say, I want to make ten million dollars a year. They would say, okay, next, like w- w- like your starting point is utterly absurd, right? And that actually, I think hurts you in the overall negotiation because you're not coming in with a good faith effort to actually negotiate a contract. Um, I, uh, I, I, I have been involved in so many different negotiations. A huge part of it is understanding what your market value is. If you come in and you are Dak Prescott and you say, we expect to become the highest paid quarterback in the history of the NFL and I also expect, as a result of that, to become the highest paid player in the history of the NFL. That's a starting point that's not worth engaging on if I'm the Dallas Cowboys. Because my response is, we love Dak. We think he's been very good as a quarterback for us. He is nowhere near the best quarterback in the NFL. He is nowhere near the best player in the history of the NFL. That's a non-starter. I think if you look at right now what guys make, And I think that's what you have to do. You have to look at the market for quarterbacks. Russell Wilson's making $35 million a year. He's won a Super Bowl. He's nearly won two. He is a much better quarterback than Dak Prescott. Every single person out there listening to us right now would rather have Russell Wilson. Roethlisberger is making $34 million. He's won two Super Bowls. He has been with the Steelers a long time. A lot of times the function of what you make is how long you have been in the league because your salaries keep going up if you're performing at a high level. Big Ben, like whatever he is, 35, 36 years old, not an even remote comparable to Dak Prescott. Aaron Rodgers, come on, stop. Uh, Carson Wentz, I think the Eagles got Carson Wentz and gave him way too much money. Matt Ryan makes $30 million a year. Matt Ryan... That's the absolute apex I would go to give Dak money. That would make him the fifth highest paid quarterback tied with Matt Ryan in the league. Matt Ryan is an infinitely better quarterback, in my opinion, than Dak Prescott, particularly if you look at the surrounding talent. Kirk Cousins, $28 million. I think Kirk Cousins I would rather have. Jimmy Garoppolo, I think, is overpaid relative to what he's been able to accomplish so far. He's getting $27.5 million. Matt Stafford, $27 million. Derek Carr, $25 million. Drew Brees, $25 million. Andrew Luck, $24.5. Tom Brady, $23 million. Again, I think that Dak is Joe Flacco. I think he's Nick Foles. Right around $22 million is what I think he would be worth on the open market. We'll continue to break this down. What is Dak worth? I'll ask the rest of the crew. This is OutKick. Thanks for hanging with us on a Tuesday in August. This is Fox Sports Radio. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield 
with wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service, they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock, and there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes, cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with, hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Pirelli tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their pirelli test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Welcome back, Geico Outkick Studios. All right, bringing in the crew, Danny G, bottom line dollar value. 
I would go no higher than like $32 million. 32 is too high, I think. But $32 million is your top line. Dub, you are Jerry Jones. You are negotiating with Dak Prescott, keeping in mind that you've got Ezekiel Elliott sitting out and Amari Cooper, whose contract is also running out this year. And again, I think it's a big part of this story is imagine what Amari Cooper and Dak Prescott are thinking about Zeke sitting out with two years left while they are playing in the final year of their contract and every step they take in training camp could theoretically be a major injury that impacts their long-term earnings potential in a way that frankly wouldn't be impacted by Ezekiel Elliott getting hurt because if he did, he'd come back for another year. What do you do? What's the max value that you're willing to pay Dak Prescott? If I'm Jerry Jones, I pretty much dare all the other 31 teams to pay Dak Prescott over $25 million. I would put, I, I put think my that, foot in the ground at 25 and say, okay, go look around, go shop around. If anyone else gives you this money, then go. I mean, this is so outrageous. The $40 million is just unthinkably insane, and $30 million to me is still crazy. I'd say 25 that's my top offer, and you can go search all you want. Yeah, you give them a four-year, $25 million a year deal. That's $100 million. You're guaranteeing him $100 million. And then you say, and I think that's a good point, everybody is a function of not just what what your current boss is willing to pay you, but what their market value is if you are a free agent. Is there anybody in the NFL who is paying him $25 million a year or more? I just don't believe it. I don't believe there's a single NFL team that if Dak Prescott were an unrestricted free agent right now would be rushing to give him $25 $25 million a year. Again, Nick Foles just got $22 million a year from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Nick Foles has won more playoff games than Dak Prescott. He has got a pretty good resume, right? I mean, if you want to look at his best full season that he produced with the Eagles years ago, and then what he's been able to do when he gets into the postseason, he's won, if I'm not mistaken, four NFL playoff games. Dak Prescott has won one. He's won a Super Bowl. We know he's capable of incredibly high-level play when uh, necessary. Uh, to me, this is a uh, this is a no-brainer. I, I just I really don't believe anybody gives him more than twenty-five million dollars. Eddie Garcia, what would you do? Well, I think the thirty million dollars is uh, is very generous uh, of the Dallas Cowboys. I and, agree. And I wonder if Dak and his agent feel empowered because Jerry Jones speaks so glowingly of Dak Prescott. If you ever listen to Jerry Jones talking about him, he, loves he him. talks about him like he's an elite quarterback. So I, the only thing I can think of is that because of that, maybe they feel like you know they can ask for the moon. But uh, I, 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 I'm in agreement with all... All of you guys that, uh, again, this is a very generous offer and he should take it immediately. Do you think anybody would give him more than $25 million? Like, would anybody give him more than a four-year, $100 million deal if he was an unrestricted free agent? I don't think so, no. Yeah, I mean, I, I again, I think you have to assess not just what you are going to pay a guy, but what the market value would be. And Jerry Jones is an old oil man. You have to be able to sometimes walk away from a negotiation and say, hey, Dak, you're an unrestricted free agent. Go out and see what you can get. Here's our final offer, um, which, by the way, you might be able to take anyway. I might be able to willing to re-sign you even to a four-year, $100 million deal if you can't do better than that out on the open market. Roberto, you believe anybody is out there going to give Dak more than $25 million a year? Uh, I think I think somebody might because it's, it's a quarterback-driven league. 
but let's say Winston goes out this year and he just stinks up the joint. I can see the Bucks maybe paying him the four years, a hundred million, or let's say the Chargers, right? This last year, maybe with Philip Rivers, they he stinks up the joint. Maybe the Chargers go out, but even get him, even get him, for get those teams and sign him. Even for those teams, and it's an interesting point. And by the way, I'll open up the phone lines. I'm curious. I don't want to hear from Cowboy fans, but if you were on the open market here, maybe Cowboy fans too, but open the phone lines, 877-996-6369. Within the context of your favorite team, would you rather have Dak Prescott or the quarterback that you have right now? And it's interesting, Roberto, you mentioned the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and you mentioned the uh, Chargers. Chargers, yeah. Why would you not be willing, if you're those teams, to go back into the NFL draft if you're going to draft a guy because they cost so much less? And you got Herbert out there, you got Jake Fromm, you got Tua Tagovailoa, who are all top 10 guys, I think, next year. We'll continue to discuss on OutKick. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Live from the Geico Outkick Studios, uh, we're talking about Dak Prescott and the contract decision the Dallas Cowboys have to make. If you're just waking up with us, thanks for starting your morning uh, with Outkick, as by the way, tons of you have been doing nationwide. I want to thank uh, all of the audience out there, uh, over 300 AM FM stations, satellite radio, streaming on podcast, wherever you may be across the country or the world. This is pretty wild. Um, in uh, the spring, and I tweeted this out, we were up 51% over last year. So, I mean, that is just a massive increase. A lot of people in media right now are trying to grow at, you know, 1% or 2% or even stay even. Our audience is just exploding, and that's because of word of mouth, because of you guys, because of all our good affiliate stations, AM, FM, lots of good news coming on the show uh, in the weeks and months ahead. Uh, but uh, for you guys, I just want to say thanks, and obviously for our guests and all the support of the show that you guys have had. We're four years in now, I think, um, and obviously for the crew that's on the show now as well. Uh, it's pretty outstanding. I mean, to uh, in this competitive media market, uh, I'm you know incredibly gratified by how many people are choosing to start off your morning with us. So uh, the decision, though, that uh, that that Dak and Zeke and Amari Cooper and Jerry Jones, and everybody with the Dallas Cowboys, they're all connected. Because while a lot of attention has gone to Ezekiel Elliott's holdout, he's got two years left on his deal. Amari Cooper only has, what this is last year. It's contract year for him. Dak Prescott, this is a contract year for him. So ultimately, the Dallas Cowboys don't just have to decide what Dak is worth. They have to decide what Dak, Amari Cooper, and Ezekiel Elliott are all worth as a crew and how that impacts their overall ability to put forth the best possible team that they can to compete in the NFC East. And I think, Dub, I think you hit it. I, I think the reports are out there that, that Dak has turned down a $30 million deal and that he's demanded $40 million. I don't think there's a single NFL team that would pay Dak Prescott $25 million a year. I think that the peak of Dak Prescott's value on the open market right now is four years, $100 million. So $25 million a year, I think, is a good number. Now, if Jerry Jones is willing to go close to 30 because he looks at what Dak got paid the last four years under his fourth-round rookie contract and says, 
okay, part of what we're going to pay Dak for the next four years is what we didn't have to pay him last year. Let's make it up to him and pretend that he had been paid as a first-round quarterback because I think he's a first-round quarterback and he's a Dallas Cowboy quarterback and he's been a great leader for our team. And unlike Ezekiel Elliott, who's sitting out for two years left on his contract, uh, never has Dak Prescott set out and demanded a new deal, even though he's wildly underpaid under his currently existing deal. If all those things are true, maybe you give him more money than he would otherwise receive elsewhere. But on the open market, I don't think Dak Prescott's getting more than $25 million a year, and I'm not sure how many teams would even offer that. Again, Nick Foles just went on the open market. He got $22 million a year. Kirk Cousins went on the open market. He got $28 million a year. I think I might well rather have both of those guys than I would Dak Prescott. And I think $25 million that you hit, Dub, is a pretty good number. We opened up the phone lines. I want to hear from the OutKick crew out there. Dub, who should we go to first? Uh, we got Tommy down in Florida. Tommy, what's up? What's Dak's value? Hey, hey, man, great show. Congratulations on all your success. Appreciate that. Um, here's, here's, the, here's the point that I got to make, and I think you guys got all this stuff wrong. I keep hearing for years about how this is a quarterback-driven league. And it's really not. I did a little, I did a little uh, research. Uh, Matt Ryan versus Joe Montana. Nobody would consider Matt Ryan the greatest quarterback of all time, but many say Montana is. Matt Ryan statistically destroyed yeah, all right. Joe let me Montana. Just, let me just pause you here for a sec. That's because the game has changed substantially since Joe Montana was a quarterback. And and so my point is is that all of these quarterbacks are are they're not worth anywhere close to what they're being paid. I got into a conversation with your call with your call screener, and we both said the same thing. You could you could just get a new quarterback every four years. I mean, these guys are very average. They've made the position so easy to play that you don't have to be great. Look at the guys that we think are great in the NFL. Why aren't they winning every year? And look at the guys that win. Eli Manning, Nick Foles, Jared Goff was really close to winning last year. These guys aren't great quarterbacks. Then you got guys like Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers that they're not winning anything. Look at River statistically. He's fantastic. He can't win anything. Yeah, thanks for thanks for the call. But look, those guys put their teams into positions to make the playoffs and contend for championships every year. Yes, Aaron Rodgers only has one Super Bowl. He's put the Packers into position to win a lot of Super Bowls over the years. Yes, Phillip Rivers has never won a Super Bowl, but the Chargers have been in the conversation a lot of years. And by the way, Phillip Rivers only makes $22 million, I think it is, next year. So if you think uh, I've got, again, and partly this is a function of when contracts come up to market, uh, because remember when Matthew Stafford gets paid, people are like, oh, Matthew Stafford's nowhere near the highest paid or best quarterback. Well, Matthew Stafford makes $27 million now because he's like a top 10 quarterback, uh, according to contracts, because his contract came up. And Derek Carr got $25 million. That's been blown past. Uh, but right now, Phillip Rivers makes 20, tw- less than $21 million a year. So Phillip Rivers, $20.8 million. Eli Manning, $21 million. Nick Foles, $22 million. Joe Flacco, $22 million. Tom Brady's always been underpaid, just about $23 million. But to me, I think Dak is around a $22 million a year guy. And it is a quarterback-driven league, but you can still overpay for an average quarterback, and I think that's what Dak is. Who's up next, Dub? Chris in California. Chris, what would you do? Hello? Yeah. 
Okay, thanks for taking my phone call, Clay. Um, yeah, I just wanted to say 25, and I think you're dead on everything you explained. Uh, I think the only point I want to make is I think Dak is a product of the system, what you explained. It, great offensive line in Ezekiel Elliott. How many quarterbacks that you would rate better than Dak Prescott, what would they would do with on the Dallas Cowboys? Yeah. They would do great on that team. Thanks for the call. I mean, the easy question is, if Nick Foles was lining up behind the Dallas Cowboy offensive line to start off week one, would Dallas Cowboy fans think, oh my God, this team is so much worse? If Kirk Cousins were going to be under center for the Dallas Cowboys this year, would Cowboy fans think, oh my God, we're going to be so much worse? I think the answer, I mean, I again, Dak is the quintessential average quarterback in the NFL. Quarterbacks matter a great deal. Where you can get in trouble is overpaying an average quarterback because that means that you are in a tough spot going forward. All right, Dub, just keep rolling through. Who we got? All right, cool. We got Fran in Pennsylvania. What would you do? Okay, see, this is this is what I think makes the difference with Dak. Now, as far as him being an average quarterback, the throws he has to make, the intangibles, yes, I see that. But his leadership... What he does under pressure, his image for the Dallas Cowboys, America's team, that's what's getting Dak paid. That's what's why they're raising it so high for him. Because they know like Dak is the leader of this team. They love him in Dallas. They love him on the team, his players. That's what separates Dak and why. And will another team pay that? Absolutely. I think John Elway would carry him up to Denver if he could. That's interesting. I don't think there's any way that John Elway would give Dak Prescott $30 million a year. I just don't. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't think that, that, that there's any way on the planet that would happen. Now, I do think there are intangible qualities to Dak Prescott that Jerry Jones certainly loves and the representation that he has brought to bear as the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys has been, I think, sterling for Jerry Jones. I think also Jerry Jones looks at Dak as his modern-day Troy Aikman, and I think he looks at Zeke as his modern-day Emmitt Smith, and I think he looks at Amari Cooper as his modern-day Michael Irvin. I think in Jerry Jones's world, he's been constantly trying to replicate that trio for most of his life, and he thought he had it with Tony Romo. He thought he had it with Jason Witten, uh, with who was the modern-day Novacek, right? Like, think about this from the perspective of Jerry Jones. I do think that he's willing to overpay Dak for some of those reasons. But overpaying Dak might be $30 million a year. It sure as hell ain't nowhere near $40 million a year. And again, if you're Jerry Jones, the question that I would ask him is, worst case scenario, Dak Prescott hits the open market. Now, you don't even have to worry about that because you could franchise tag him. But worst case scenario, let's pretend that Dak hits the open market. I don't think the market's going to be that good. I think he might well come right back to you with his tail tucked between his legs and say, you know what, is that contract that you offered me still available? I think Jerry might be willing to give that to him. I almost think letting him test the market can help the Cowboys here because I don't know where he's going to go, where he's going to get paid a ton of money. Who's up next, Dub? All right, we got a couple more. We got Victor in L.A. Victor, what do you do? Hey, thanks for the call, man. Uh, I want to say, first of all, I'm a Dolphins fan. We're paying like $12 million for both of our quarterbacks. There's no way I would go anywhere over $22 million. 
Yes. Yeah, so okay. Let me stop. Let me stop you here for a sec, Victor. You are a Dolphins fan. It's a perfect example of a team that has a decision to make. Let's assume. I think it's fair to say that Ryan Fitzpatrick and also that uh, that, that Ryan Fitzpatrick is not the guy for the future of the Miami Dolphins. Even though right now he is leading that quarterback debate, Josh Rosen is probably not going to be the future of the Miami Dolphins if he can't beat out Ryan Fitzpatrick. Expectation is Dolphins not going to be that good. Will be one of the teams up near the top of the NFL draft board. You got Tua. You've got uh, Justin Herbert. And you've got Jake Fromm, three guys that I'm laying out who I think are all potential top 10 guys. Would you rather pay relatively small? Again, I said that uh, Kyler Murray's making $35 million over the next four years. Average of about, what is that, a little bit less than $9 million a year for a first-round quarterback. Would you rather pay around $9 million a year for a first-round quarterback that could be a stud or give uh, Dak Prescott $25 million or more? No, you got it right. There's no way I would come close to paying him that. Yeah. The one thing I will say, though, is that I think the reason he asked for the ridiculous number is like you just said. Jerry Jones is trying to replicate that what the Dallas Cowboys have. And I will say that if without Prescott, uh, uh, that, that, that team might have to go through a semi-rebuilding stage. But they're not, like you said, they could franchise tag him. So... Even if you take the worst NFL team, they're not going to pay him anywhere near $30 million. You yeah. can jump on that. You got it right. Thanks. And the way I think you have to contemplate it is if you're a bad NFL team and you don't have a franchise quarterback, let's say you're the Miami Dolphins. Let's say Jameis doesn't work out and the Bucks decide to cut bait there. Let's say the Titans, it doesn't work out with Marcus Mariota and they cut bait. Let's say that Phillip Rivers suddenly decides, even though he's still not that old relative to uh, Drew Brees or to uh, Tom Brady, let's say Phillip Rivers decides to go. You're more likely, I think, to see value in going into the NFL draft and getting a guy in the first round who could be a 9 or $10 million a year quarterback. Because if you're wrong there, it doesn't cost you that much money in the grand scheme of things. If you're wrong on Dak, it costs you $100 million. Anybody else, Dub, or should I go to break? Yeah, we got one more. Let's go to Charlie in Dayton. Charlie, what would you do? Hi. Yeah, you called us. Hey, man. Uh, I think if Dak doesn't sign right now, he's taking a huge gamble because there's this huge thing going on in the NFL. Tyler Murray has any success year and baker continues that that it's i mean that the window of quarterback types is going to be huge and you know as a Bengals fan we're not looking for anybody like that we're looking more for mayfield type and so if he doesn't sign man that's a huge gamble i mean he's gonna be all right you're a big you're a a Bengals fan if you could replace andy dalton with dak prescott but you had to pay dak prescott $25 $25 million a year. Would you want to do it right now? Andy Dalton makes 16 No. Yeah. No, I would. I want to go in the draft and look for a Baker Mayfield pipe. Yeah. That's why we took a 35-year-old coach. Yeah. I mean, that's what's happening in the NFL. If Tyler really has any success this year, it's over. I mean, the window for quarterback pipe is going to explode. They're going to take everybody. Thanks for the call. I think that's a great example of – I think the Bengals have been kind of perpetually in mid-range quarterbackville. 
And what I would define as mid-range quarterbackville is when you got a guy like Andy Dalton, who's you feel like pretty good, but isn't great. You're afraid of going back into the market because you might end up with a really bad pick, but you also don't feel like you got a franchise guy. So you're stuck in that perpetual middle ground where eight and eight, nine and seven, seven and nine, six and ten, ten and six, all those numbers are in play, but you're never going to be able to take that step where suddenly, hey, we're the best team in the AFC or the best team in the NFC. You're like the guy who doesn't really like his girlfriend, but doesn't think he can do that much better. How often do you see, could be other way too, girl who doesn't really like her boyfriend, how often do you see a couple stay together and it's clear they don't really like each other, but both of them think, I'm not really sure I can do that much better. That's where a lot of NFL teams are. That's where I think the Dallas Cowboys are. I think that Jerry Jones has got the most average quarterback in the NFL. And I think the worst thing you can do in the NFL is overpay the most average quarterback in the league. I don't blame Dak for asking for it. If the Cowboys give it to him, they're insane. Anything to me over like $30 million is insane. If, if Jerry Jones has truly offered $30 million and Dak is saying no, they need to get Dak Prescott in the MRI machine and make sure his brain's functioning properly. Because $30 million a year, there ain't no way anybody's paying Dak Prescott $25 million a year on the open market. If he has truly turned down $30 million a year, they need to put him in the MRI machine. They need to scan him through the brain uh, the brain machine and make sure whether or not he is 100% got mental faculties working. Because he has no guarantees right now. If he takes a wrong step like Teddy Bridgewater did, boom, he's made $4 million and he's going to have to go through incredible rehab. I give Dak credit for playing, but I'm taking $30 million in a heartbeat if I'm Dak Prescott. That's way more than he is actually worth. When we come back, John Morosi joins us every single week. Uh, we got some interesting baseball stories. We come down the stretch here in August. The Mets are on fire. Dodgers also rolling. We'll see what's going on exactly with uh, the uh, Yankees, who are also firing on all cylinders, and get the latest there. I think Morosi even has an opinion on what the Cowboys should do with Dak Prescott. We'll discuss that with him, and also the fact that college football is close. He's a huge Jim Harbaugh fan. What are the expectations for the Wolverines? We'll touch on all that. John Morosi's next. This is Outkick on Fox Sports Radio. This is Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts 
people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of general tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their general tires test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be it's Clayton Kershaw's walk-up music. He pitches tonight, too. Uh, this is the Geico Outkick Studios. Uh, John Morosi covers Major League Baseball, hockey. He's a big Michigan Wolverine fan. Uh, we've been talking a lot about Dak and contracts. Can you uh, remember a situation where you felt like a guy got paid a lot more in baseball than he otherwise would have because the owner loved him? There's an element of this Dak Prescott-Jerry Jones negotiation where it seems like Jerry Jones has been kind of in Dak Prescott's corner for a long time. And if he gives him massive dollars, 
it seems like Jerry just really feels an affinity with Dak Prescott. You don't hear that as much, maybe, in baseball, but I'm curious if you can remember a story like that. Well, good morning, Clay. And, and yeah, I can recall a couple. Um, Miguel Cabrera in Detroit comes to mind. Uh, Mike Illich, uh, the, the late Mike Illich, signed Cabrera to an extension, a massive one, uh, two years before his, his deal was actually up. Uh, and, and I believe that was Mike's intention to, to, to have that contract represent basically a thank you. Uh, to Miguel for for the amazing MVP years, the Triple Crown year, and of course getting to the World Series. Uh, but the, that contract has not worked out for the Tigers. Uh, similar situation, I believe, for the the Reds with Joey Votto. Uh, I I think in in both cases, Midwestern teams, not the biggest markets, and and those deals have in many ways hampered their payrolls going forward. So. It's not a uh, it's not an argument for or against the Cowboys paying Dak Prescott thirty million dollars a year, but that's uh, uh, a comparison in baseball that that I think is somewhat apt. In that uh, both deals were signed before the players became free agents, and and I think there was an element of wanting to keep both players in the uniform at almost any cost, even to the detriment of the team. And I think in some cases. That's been the case when you look at their performance here, here this season. Uh, we're talking to John Morosi. Go follow him on Twitter, at John Morosi, Major League Baseball insider for FS1. Fox Sports also does hockey with us when it's hockey season. What in the world's happened with the Mets? Uh, I believe they're 14-2 and two in their last 16. They've put themselves into position to contend for a wild card. Uh, Mickey Calloway, who it seemed like was going to get fired now, is like manager of the year. Uh, is this a white-hot, just totally aberrant, unexpected run, or is there something more substantial in the foundation here? Well, Clay, really this is one of the great topics in baseball right now because they're, they're a confusing team uh, when you look at their entire season. But of late, they've been incredibly entertaining. Uh, they really think that the, what has changed them has been their rotation. All season long, they've been led by some young hitters. Uh, Pete Alonso is one. Uh, Jeff McNeil's another. Uh, Michael, Michael Conforto, who, of course, we saw emerge in the 2015 World Series, and then uh, injuries had sidetracked him. Now he is back. Uh, so th- that group has led the way in, in so many ways this season. But the pitching has just gotten better, and I think that's the biggest difference. Uh, the, the offense has been there, but now the pitching is too. And and forever, Clay, they've had the ability to pitch like this. Uh, DeGrom, Syndergaard, now they add Marcus Stroman to that mix, Steven Matz, uh, Zach Wheeler. When healthy, it's one of the very best rotations in baseball, one that can arguably stand toe-to-toe with the Dodgers or anybody else in a playoff series. So I think there are some nervous teams right now, Clay, in the National League. They do not want to see the Mets in October, and if they find a way to make it to the playoffs and then win that wild card game, uh, you mentioned Clayton Kershaw on the Dodgers. I think they'd be none too pleased to face the Mets this October. Let's go to the Dodgers. Right now, they're sitting at seventy-nine and forty-one. I believe that is the exact same record as the Yankees' best record in all of baseball. They have this unbelievable home record of forty-eight and sixteen. Are there any reasons in your mind to be nervous other than what you just hit us with with the Mets when it comes to the Dodgers being the best team in the NL? 
Well, they are the best team. They'll be the top seed in the playoffs almost certainly uh, in the National League, and and they have every reason to enter this, this postseason with even more momentum than they've had in the past. Of course, they've won the division every single year since 2013, a, a remarkable stretch. Uh, they're almost halfway to the Braves, so when you think about what they what they did, which is really incredible to think uh, that they were, the Braves were, were sustainably good for, for even longer than what the Dodgers have been. But uh, I, I think in general, this team can be a little bit concerned about their bullpen. They did not really address it at the deadline. Uh, there were a lot of people, myself included, who would have said that uh, trading Dustin May and Kiebert Ruiz in the minor leagues would, would have been a fine strategy if it was going to allow them to get Felipe Vasquez, who I believe is the is the closer that they really needed, or at least the co-closer, along with Kenley Jansen. So I, I think, Clay, there's a, a high probability that, that at some point in time in the playoffs they're going to really miss that that lack of a the, the, they'll, they'll miss that close or the co closer they should have there with Kenley Jansen to help lessen the load and and um, simply they just did not acquire that pitcher at the deadline this year so I, I think there'll be some regret there the big the big unknown is uh, I mentioned Dustin May as being a possible prospect they could have traded. Well, since the, the the deadline, Dustin May has come on and he's arrived in the major leagues and he's got tremendous stuff and great moxie and also, by the way, Clay, one of the best heads of hair in baseball. Uh, those, <laughs> those flowing red locks. Uh, he is called by way of a nickname uh, Ginger Guard because he's got the similar uh, hair and stature and stuff to Noah Syndergaard, but of course he has red hair, so uh, he is known as Ginger Guard. Love that uh, nickname. Really clever. And I think as long as as long as May can find success in October pitching out of the bullpen clay, then I think the deal, the lack of a deal, has a chance to work out pretty well for the for the Dodgers. And in fact, they would be able to say, "Listen, you were all clamoring for us to trade this guy. He's now a key guy in our on our bullpen. And by the way, we'll have him in our organization for years to come." So a lot of really interesting. Uh, topics there to discuss with, with, with the Dodgers. Braves bullpen has been a little bit of a disaster and that might be putting it mildly. Uh, they had a blown uh, opportunity here coming down the stretch. Now the Mets are coming down to town in Atlanta. Do the Braves have what it takes to hang on in the NL East? I know they got a pretty substantial lead with only what 42 games left in the season but the Nationals are coming on the Mets are coming on the uh, Phillies have a lot of talent. What's going to happen in the NL East? Well, Clay, it's a great question. Uh, the NL East, I think, is one of the most enjoyable divisions to talk about right now in baseball. And uh, you're right, it's, it's a big showdown series. If the Mets want to find a way to put themselves into the division conversation, um, they almost need a sweep here. Uh, they could probably handle uh, just winning the series, but a sweep is almost required for them to have a legitimate shot at this division, given where we're at right now in the schedule. Um, with the Braves, you're right. They brought in – they made all the right moves. I would have said on deadline day they did everything you're supposed to do. They added not one reliever, not two relievers, but three, and they're all pretty accomplished. Shane Green is one name that I think really is come on and – uh, it pitched so well for the Tigers this year, but not so much for the Nas- for the Nationals. He's got an ERA above nine for the Nationals with two blown 
saves. Mark Blanson's come in, and Mark Blanson now is going to be the closer after Green has struggled so much after the first week or so of his tenure, and then Chris Martin from the Rangers. So they added three guys, all of whom got a big thumbs up from me. I thought it was a really great strategy for them at the deadline. It just has not worked out. And uh, now this is the week, to your point, Clay, playing the Mets, where if they're going to get nervous, if this is going to get to be a real concern with the division, I think we'll know by by the end of this week and how the Mets play against the Braves in, in a really great August showdown series. Um, interesting showdown series. A while back, it looked like the Twins were just going to absolutely run away with the AL Central. And now they are a half game back from the Cleveland Indians. What in the world's happening in the AL Central? Well, Claire, that's a 12-game swing. Uh, the, the, the Twins at one point in time were ahead by 11 and a half games. And the Indians have just played incredible baseball since the start of July. Uh, even the start of June, in fact. Uh, they've gotten better and more consistent pitching. It's a team that's been built around their pitching for a long time. Of course, Corey Kluber's been out, and Carlos Carrasco has been uh, on the injured list while he's battling leukemia. They hope he'll, he'll be back before the year's over, which is a remarkable story. They traded Trevor Bauer following his uh, his outburst there in Kansas City, throwing the ball over the fence, which I think was coming long before then. But it's been their young, a combination of their young pitching. Uh, Aaron Savali is, is one name. Uh, Zach Plesak is another They've both been excellent, uh, and so the Indians have been able to trust some new faces to really get the job done. And then on the offensive side, uh, Jose Ramirez getting going has been so important. He is in many ways, Clay, the, the catalyst of that team. Yes, they've got uh, a number of luminaries there, and Francisco Lindor is an MVP caliber player. Jason Kipnis has bounced back, too. But getting Jose Ramirez back to being himself has been so important. He was a top-five MVP guy last year, and he really struggled in the first half. And now he's back to being himself. It's like getting a, an all-star at the trade deadline. And he, he's been so important to, to the Indians. And I think right now you would say, Clay, based on where the standings are, the, 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 twin, uh, the, the Twins now trailing the Indians by half a game, uh, and the Indians having all the momentum. I, I, I think that it's, it, right now there's a better-than-50-50 chance that the twin that the twins finish second, the Indians find a way to win this division. Last division question for you: Cubs, Cardinals, and the Brewers. This battle has been pretty intense in the NL Central all season long. Who's going to win this division? Well, I believe the answer is the Cubs. Uh, they have, I think, the more consistent rotation of that group. I'm worried about Christian Yelich's back, although I was told by a source yesterday that they expect him to come back today. And, and rejoin the lineup, but uh, we have seen Clay in this sport. Back issues can linger; they can become long-term concerns. So uh, until I see Yelich on the field every day for a couple weeks and back to being himself, I'll be a little bit nervous uh, about that. Um, and so uh, I've got the Cubs winning the division. Um, Bryant and Rizzo and Contreras. There's still too much. Big game know-how there for me to for me to pick anybody else. Javier Baez is one more, but the Cardinals Clay are a fascinating team. They can go, and I've seen them a couple different times this year. They can go from being a team that I would say, yeah, they could win that division by five games, to being a team that I say, you know what, Clay, they could they could be a third place team distantly and and have to hold off the Reds to finish third. I mean, they are so inconsistent. 
Uh, Carpenter uh, has been on the injured list. Fowler has been uh, both good and bad this year, but for the most part he's been better, but still not as consistent as they want. Mike Schilt, the manager, it is such an interesting team and such an unpredictable team that I can't go with them in the top spot. So I've got the Cubs winning the Central. I know I said last question, but this one I think is the actual last question. We're talking to John Morosi. What, what, what does a team like the Dodgers do that's going to win their division? I'm looking at the standings right now. They're up 18 and a half games on the Diamondbacks. How do you come down the stretch of the season when you've got roughly 40 games left and you're going to clinch, I mean, within the next 10 or 12 days, it wouldn't be stunning for them to have locked up the NL West from a mathematical perspective. What do you do then? Well, great point. And we have seen teams stumble late in the season. Uh, in, in fact, Clay, in, in this wild card era, a relatively small percentage of the teams, it, it's a minority percentage of the teams. I think it's almost now around 30 uh, or 35%, maybe even lower than that, of the teams with the with the best record in the regular season to actually go on to to, to win the World Series, so uh, there there are a lot of different things that they can do. Uh, looking forward, I, I think you got to rest your your guys. That, that they'll be getting Rich Hill back off the injured list. I think finding a way to work him, him work him back into the routine uh, will be important. That they'll be able to back their guys off a day for rest in the in a rotation and, and maybe even skip guys entirely. They've got to get Kenta Maeda ready for the bullpen. Uh, Hunjin Ryu, his work, we'll, we'll see where that takes them. Uh, and Dustin May as well. Preparing May, preparing Maeda, and preparing either Rich Hill or, or, or Julio Urias to be in the bullpen, that's going to be a big part of, the, of, of their uh, fall. So I, I think for them it's all about staying healthy, getting the pitching adjusted, and seeing if Cody Bellinger can be their MVP, the MVP of the National League. I think he's got a real good chance for it. We have not seen a Dodger position player do it very often in recent memory. Of course, Matt Kemp almost did it. Kershaw has done it. I believe he'd be the first position player since Kirk Gibson, going back to the late 80s. It's been a while since a Dodger position player has been the MVP, and I think that Cody Bellinger right now has an excellent chance to do so. Outstanding stuff as always. John Morosi, follow him on Twitter at John Morosi. When we come back, NBA making a move designed to deal with all the talent moving west. What are they doing? We'll tell you. And also, A-Rod, what a tough break for him when it comes to a rental car. Two fun stories. This is OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Welcome back, Geico Outkick Studios. Want to bring in the crew. What did you guys think West Coast contingent about the NBA adjusting the time starts for a lot of its different games predicated on one ratings collapsed because LeBron went to the Lakers and a lot of you listening on the East Coast couldn't stay up for those West Coast basketball games. And now the number one story in the NBA, I think beyond doubt, is Clippers against the Lakers. Both those games taking place, uh, and both the the seasons taking place, obviously inside the Staples Center. Danny G, you like this move? 
I don't just like it. I love it. A lot of that is thanks to working on this show because you're on an East Coast schedule, yes, even though you live on the West Coast. Most definitely. But for even for everybody else, I think when we think about East Coast basketball fans, this is really good because there's not so much as East Coast bias as there is people don't want to stay awake that yeah. late to watch games. I, that's my here. argument. East Coast bias is all about the alarms going off early tomorrow morning, and I got to go to bed. Um, and so I think East Coast basketball fans get uh, get screwed by this. Uh, really, East Coast in general is in a tough spot when it comes to late-night sporting events, whether it's Monday Night Football, whether it's the NBA Finals, whatever it is, it's tough if you have to be up, as a lot of our listening audience does, including your fearless host here, uh, early in the morning. My alarm goes off in the 4 a.m. hour uh, central time here where I live, I mean, that's tough if I'm staying up waiting at watching a late-night game uh, the night before. What about you, Dub? You like this move? I think it's smart of the NBA to adjust and recognize that there are a lot of fans who are impacted by the shift, basically, of the universe. And we've seen this for a while because the Warriors have been the best team in the NBA uh, for uh, a long time as well, and a lot of people didn't get to watch the Warriors unless they came back to play on the East Coast. But I think this is a smart move. Uh, the ratings had collapsed with the Lakers and LeBron moving to the West Coast. And, and people say, well, how does that happen? Why does it matter? Well, LeBron moves the needle to such an extent that a lot of people would watch a Cavs game or a Heat game early in the tip-off evening, and then they'd stay on and they'd watch more of the West Coast. So LeBron is the straw that stirs the NBA drink. Him being on the East Coast set the table for the West Coast now that doesn't exist, and so the ratings plummeted as a result, and the NBA went back to the laboratory and said, we got to adjust this. Yeah, great move, uh, in my opinion, like you said, and Danny G said, makes our lives a lot easier. This NBA had a had a problem with a simple solution, and they made the simple solution, so uh, all, all good by me. Yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense. Any dissent on the West Coast, Eddie Garcia, Roberto, any upset? Have you nope. heard any people talking about it in a negative way? No, I like it. I immediately got, I mean, there's always West angry West Coast guy. What about us? What about, us? well, you're a small part of the population, right? I mean, I think the numbers are that 15% of the American population is on the Western uh, time zone. I think that's the, the most recent numbers. So California obviously is the huge percentage of that. But I think it's 15% of people are on the Pacific time zone. But is it, you really think it's going to make that much of a difference in ratings? It's only 30 minutes. I mean, sometimes an hour, right? Like they bumped it uh, around a decent amount. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm not uh, an expert, but I think that the earlier you can get to the game, the better it is for East Coast. And I know this. The, the tough, people say, like, what's the toughest time of the year to do early morning sports talk radio? And I think it's a lot of times the NBA playoffs. Because every night there's a late night basketball game that you know is going to lead your show and you absolutely have to stay up for it. When it's the West Coast, it's tough. I mean, it just is. So I think an extra half hour, uh, sometimes an extra hour can make a, a, a pretty tremendous difference. I think it's a smart move. I think baseball could look at this. I think when you go to the uh, the the uh, you know the West Coast of baseball, how late the games are. I think that uh, this is certainly something we talk about it every year when it's the NCAA tournament 
and the game doesn't tip until like 9.20 uh, on the East Coast. I mean, that that's pretty wild. I do think that becomes impactful. All right, when we come back, big story in the world of sports. Dak Prescott, what do you do about his contract if you are the Dallas Cowboys? We will dive into that story once more for everybody on the West Coast who's starting to wake up with us. This is Outkick the Coverage. Appreciate you spending your morning with us. Hope your Tuesday is going well. More on Dak and the Cowboy Dilemma next on Outkick. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Continental Tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Continental test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be live from the geico outkick studios hope you guys are having fantastic tuesday mornings if you're just waking up with us as many of you are across the country as the dallas cowboys turn the drama wheel continues to spin down in big d and where it's going to end up nobody really seems to know three big contracts that ultimately jerry jones is going to have to make a decision on going to have to make a decision on what to do with Ezekiel Elliott. Remember him? He's still holding out. He has two years left on his contract. Amari Cooper becomes an unrestricted free agent at the end of this year. His rookie deal is up after five years. And the Dallas Cowboys, because they drafted Dak Prescott in the fourth round, only get four years with Dak Prescott. And so his deal is up after this year. So while we have given a lot of attention to Ezekiel Elliott and the fact that he is holding out, Ezekiel Elliott still has two years left on his deal. He really doesn't have a lot of leverage. Meanwhile, Amari Cooper and uh, Dak Prescott are out there running around on the field, risking everything in terms of their contractual value with every single step that they take. So part of the Ezekiel Elliott holdout is not just about Ezekiel Elliott feeling that he is underpaid. It's about worrying that the Dallas Cowboys may spend so much money on Amari Cooper and on Dak Prescott that they don't have a lot of money left for him at the running back position. If you are the Dallas Cowboys, you have to have a value pegged for each position quarterback, wide receiver, and running back. And significantly, they aren't occurring independent of one another. They are all interconnected because let's say you've got, I don't know, a big number. Let's say you've got $60 million to spend on the running back, wide receiver, and quarterback position. That's probably too high, but let's say you've got $60 million. The way this works is if Dak Prescott gets $30 million, and reports are that he's turned down $30 million and wants $40 million, which is crazy. But every dollar that Dak gets limits how much you can give to someone else. So when a player like Des Bryant comes out and says, give that man his $40 million, that is an inastute, a not very intelligent way of analyzing this entire salary cap perspective because when you have a salary cap whatever you spend on one player means you have less to give to everyone else and I believe a big reason why Dak Prescott has been so successful is because his salary is so far under market he made $630,000 last year 
630000 last year because he's a fourth-round draft pick. He's been so far under market that other players, particularly on that Dallas Cowboy defense, which is outstanding, have been able to be paid at a high level, which has lifted the overall caliber of the Dallas Cowboy team talent. As soon as you start having to pay Dak Prescott what you think is his fair market value, that takes tens of millions of dollars out of the salary cap to allow you to pay other players. So the question, which is of paramount importance to the Dallas Cowboys, is what is Dak Prescott's value? We talked a lot about this early in the show. My opinion is you have to be willing to let Dak Prescott walk if you are the Dallas Cowboys. What do I mean by that? Everything in life is about value when it comes to business perspectives. What is the value of Dak Prescott over the value of whoever you would replace Dak Prescott with. I believe that Dak Prescott, if you are being completely honest, is an average quarterback in the NFL. I think he's got more in common with Nick Foles and Andy Dalton than he does with Russell Wilson or with Aaron Rodgers or with Andrew Luck or with Tom Brady. I believe that Dak Prescott is squarely right around the 16th best quarterback in the NFL. The 16th best quarterback in the NFL is not worth $30 million a year. He's worth somewhere around 22 or $25 million at the most. If these reports are true, that the Dallas Cowboys have offered Dak Prescott $30 million and he didn't accept the offer... Dak Prescott is taking crazy pills. He has lost his mind. If he is truly demanding $40 million a year, what he's effectively telling the Cowboys is, I expect to become the highest paid quarterback in the history of the NFL and the highest paid player in the history of the NFL, period. That, my friends, is truly bonkers. There's no way to justify Dak Prescott as the highest paid player in the NFL. I don't even think there's a way to justify Dak Prescott as a top five paid player at quarterback in the NFL. That's what Dak Prescott wants. Now, who makes the most money in the NFL right now? Well, if you actually break down the salaries, uh, the highest paid player in the NFL right now is Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson makes $35 million a year. Roethlisberger makes $34 million a year, but partly, first of all, that's a short-term contract, and also that's a function of how many years he's been in the NFL already that he's worked his way up there. Aaron Rodgers, $33.5 million. Carson Wentz makes $32 million. Matt Ryan makes $30 million. Those are the only five players in the NFL who make $30 million or more a season. So if Dak Prescott got $30 million, he would be being paid as a top five player in the entirety of the NFL. I think that's crazy. I think personally that Dak Prescott has got a lot more in common with Joe Flacco, with Nick Foles, with that universe of quarterback right now than he does as a $30 million plus player. Now, remember, you're also going to have to pay Amari Cooper And at some point, you have to figure out what to do with Ezekiel Elliott. So how do you play this out if you are the Dallas Cowboys? I think it's pretty straightforward. I think you go to Dak and you say, this is our final offer, Dak. If you don't want this, we'll leave this offer on the table for a set amount of time, and then we're prepared to let you 
go into uh, free agency and know that before you go into free agency, oh, by the way, we'll franchise tag you. And we can treat you like another NFC East team did, like the Washington Redskins did with Kirk Cousins. Remember, they double franchise tagged him, and then they allowed him to leave, and Kirk Cousins got $28 million. And really, the Washington Redskins, while they don't have a quarterback necessarily right now, we'll see whether Dwayne Haskins is their guy. They went and got Alex Smith, and if Alex Smith doesn't get blown up, those quarterbacks are roughly fungible. It's not like Kirk Cousins got to the Vikings and suddenly the Vikings became the greatest team in the NFL. So I don't really see the Cowboys as having a tremendous threat here uh, of, uh, of, of real danger because worst case scenario, you could franchise tag Dak. If you don't think Dak is worth the dollar figure that he would get under a one-year deal as a franchise quarterback, you could also say, hey, Dak, Go test the market. Here's our offer. We'll give you $100 million over four years. $100 million, $25 million a year. I don't think there's a team out there that would give Dak Prescott $25 million a year. I really don't when you break it down. Who are the available teams out there that would be interested in Dak Prescott? The Miami Dolphins? Think about it from a Dolphins perspective. If you are the Dolphins right now, you have Ryan Fitzpatrick and you have Josh Rosen. Seems likely that neither of those guys is your long-term future. Well, there are three first-round quarterbacks that I believe are going to be pretty high-caliber draft picks without even thinking about who else might arise. There's always somebody who's a sleeper that rises in the college football uh, stratosphere. I think there are three guys that are going to be in the draft in 2020 at a high level. Tua Tagovailoa, Justin Herbert, and Jake Fromm out of uh, Georgia. I think all three of those guys are going to be top 10 caliber quarterbacks, in my opinion, assuming they stay healthy, assuming they continue to evolve and develop and play at a high level at the quarterback position at Oregon, at Florida, and at Alabama, sorry, at Georgia and at Alabama this year, right? Jake Fromm, Tua, and Justin Herbert. Rank them however you see fit, okay? If you're the Miami Dolphins, would you rather, even if Dak Prescott were on the free agent market. Would you rather give Dak Prescott $25 million plus, meaning $100 million plus in guaranteed money, or would you rather take your chances with a first-round pick of one of those three guys that I just named who you will only have to pay thirty-five or $36 million total to for four years? I think it's a no-brainer. I think you roll the dice on the first-round quarterback over giving Dak Prescott big money. If you were the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Jameis Winston doesn't work out, do you want to go give Dak Prescott big money if he's an unrestricted free agent? Or would you rather go into the draft and draft one of those guys I just mentioned for a lot less money? If you are the Tennessee Titans and Marcus Mariota doesn't work out, would you rather give Dak big money or would you rather go back into the draft and make that decision? If you are the Cincinnati Bengals, whoever the team is, that could be in the market for a quarterback, I'd rather go into the draft, assuming I'm going to be drafting fairly high, and get a first-round guy who's only going to cost me around $35 million total for four years as opposed to give Dak nearly 25 or even crazily $30 million a year. I think this is a no-brainer. I think the play beyond a shadow of a doubt for the Dallas Cowboys is – 
leak your final offer to Dak Prescott. Allow the media to get it. Allow everybody out there to hear what you offered to Dak. And if it's a close to $30 million a year, I don't see how Cowboy fans can be upset with the Dallas Cowboys. I don't see how anybody can be upset with Jerry Jones. I think you look at that number and you say, you know what, that seems like a pretty fair value. And then if you're the Cowboys, you say, okay, that's our final offer, Dak. We're not going to continue to make this run. If you come to me and you're demanding $40 million, then sometimes it just makes sense to say, hey, we'll just walk away from the table. Jerry Jones an old oil man. He knows that he has a set amount of money that he can spend on Dak, that he can spend on Amari Cooper, and that he can spend on uh, Zeke. Everybody out there needs to understand this. You can't give all three of those guys exactly what they want and allow the Dallas Cowboys to maintain competitive balance on their offense and defensive side of the ball. A lot of defensive talent, a lot of it young, a lot of it going to have to be paid in the near future. you got to balance out what you're paying all these guys. So far, Dak Prescott, I think, has had tremendous success because they've been able to build a lot of talent around him because Dak doesn't cost very much. Dak's salaries are insanely low relative to what he could make on the open market. You don't know what Dak Prescott made? Last year, he played for, what was it, six hundred and thirty grand. This year, he's paying playing for $2 million, which is not very much money, but is a ton for him. In his four-year deal, Dak Prescott has made $4.7 million. $4.7 million total. So he's entitled to get a lot more money, but the reason why he has made the money that he has is because he's a fourth-round pick. And the result has been the Cowboys have been able to build a lot of talent around him. As soon as you start having to pay him what his real value is, your ability to pay a lot of talent around him dries up. So we're going to unpack this some more. I'll bring in the crew. I'll also tell you a negotiation story from my own life and how things can sometimes go awry if you mismarket yourself or if someone else does. More on Dak and the dilemma facing the Dallas Cowboys and Jerry Jones, what should happen, what will happen, and how do contract negotiations often go down. I'll make you smarter in the next segment. This is Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Welcome back, Geico Outkick Studios. I love negotiations. Um, You know, when you're a lawyer, a lot of times you are involved in negotiating cases. And a big part of being a lawyer is figuring out what a case is worth and trying to get it settled for an appropriate amount. And there are often mediation conferences and there are go back and forths and everything else about negotiating out a settlement that makes sense uh, for your client and for uh, the opposing side. And so I've been involved in a decent amount of those negotiations over the years. I also love negotiations for talent contracts. And I've been involved in a lot of those over the years, whether it was mine or whether it was other people. Because other people in our business, guys and girls, sometimes come to me and they say, hey, I've got this issue because they know that I have a law degree uh, and they say, hey, can you give me some advice on this? What do you think the value is here? I was just talking to somebody yesterday, prominent person in our industry, trying to figure out a value proposition for 
something that he is doing and how does he value it and everything else. And so this Dak Prescott negotiation is fascinating to me because of the way it's spilled out somewhat publicly. And you never know exactly what is true because there are relatively few people maybe who are at this table. Jerry Jones, the representation for Dak Prescott. Certainly we've got Zeke Elliott and probably Amari Cooper conversations that are going on as well because, again, it's significant that Amari Cooper and Dak's contracts actually run out this year as opposed to Ezekiel Elliott's. Everybody's got a limited amount of dollars and everybody's got their hand in the cookie jar and they want to pull out as much as they possibly can from the Dallas Cowboy business. I thought, as I'm paying attention to this Jerry Jones negotiation, it reminds me in some ways of a negotiation that I got involved in when I was doing local radio. Let me explain how it worked. When I was doing local radio, uh, I was making a pretty good salary, nowhere near as much as I should have been making based on how the show was doing. And I was doing well enough in local radio that a major national radio uh, chain at the time came to me, and Danny G, you were working there, uh, NBC Sports Radio. They were starting up, and they said, we want Clay Travis to be one of our national hosts. We want to have him on in uh, the evenings on our network. We want him nationwide. And they offered to more than double my salary. And they said, we want to buy out your local radio contract in Nashville. And so they went to the company that I was working with. They had a conversation And the guy who ran the company that I was working with on a national level, the local radio station that I was at, he said, they said, NBC Sports Radio said, how much is going to cost for us to buy out Clay Travis's contract? And he said, there is no number. Now, I wasn't necessarily happy about that because if somebody offers the opportunity to double your contract for what you're doing, give you a promotion, give you a national show, that's something that is pretty attractive to you. But if your current boss says there is no number that would allow you to get out of your existing contract, then that is, I think, uh, a sign that they really also at the same time highly value your work and also recognize that you have outperformed your existing contract. Much like Dak Prescott, fourth round draft pick, had outperformed clearly his existing contract and deserves a substantial raise. The market was telling my company that I worked for now, hey, Clay Travis is worth a lot more. So the head of that company comes to town. He sits down with me and he says, don't worry about this. I'll take care of you when your next contract comes up. He said, I know. I said, okay, I understand that. You know now what my market value is. They told you what they were willing to pay me. They wanted to buy out my contract. They were going to give you money to let me out of my existing contract and come do this national radio show. And, uh, and, and, he said, and he said, I understand, I got you. So fast forward like probably like a year and a half. My radio deal is expiring. Might have been two years that I had left on that deal. My radio deal is expiring. And so they come to me and they say, what do you want? And I say, I want triple what I'm making now. I want you to pay me for not only the undervaluation of what I was making on my local deal, but I want you to compensate me for the lot of money that I left on the table because you wouldn't let me get out of contract. I didn't try to sue him to get out of the deal or anything like that. 
I served out the terms of my contract, relying on the conversation I had with that guy who said, I'll take care of you. I said, I want triple what I'm making now. That's market value. You guys have had a really good deal with me. I want triple because I think I should be compensated not just for what I'm worth now, but for the last two years for not making what I could have made on the open market. And they said, okay. And so then they slow play me and they wait until my contract is about to expire and they email me an offer and I had said I want triple what I'm making now and they offered me $5,000 more than what I was making already. As people say, how do you know how to negotiate? Well, my offer that my salary should be tripled was a good faith request based on what the open market would have paid me. Their response of a $5,000 raise, which if you break it down, would have been an extra $20 a day. If you get, at the time, if I got a $5,000 raise, that's 100 extra dollars a week. That's $5,000 over the course of the entire year. year that's 20 extra dollars a day to do my job I believed based on the market that was out there that my salary should triple they believed that I deserved 20 dollars more a day and they had already told me hey we'll take care of you and then they came back with that offer and I quit on the spot I said all right appreciate it I'm out and that was my response Because the contract offer was such an insult that I didn't even see a point in negotiating any further. I said, I'm out. I'll sit out my my non-compete, which were valid in the state of Tennessee where I lived, and I'll go back into radio when my non-compete is up. That's how I ended up doing eventually Fox Sports Radio. Because that negotiation... They had so undervalued uh, me relative to the market and their offer was such a low response relative that they had already said, we'll take care of you. I just said, I'm done. I'm not even going to go back and forth with you. I bring that up for this reason. Some people have been saying, Dak Prescott, oh, $40 million a year. Why wouldn't he demand $40 million a year? Because sometimes if your negotiation strategy is so ridiculous, it can break down and you can say, I'm not even willing to continue this discussion any further. When the company that I was working for at the time came to me and was that far off of what I thought was a reasonable valuation, I just said, I'm out. I'll wait and I'll hit the market. If I am Jerry Jones and I have offered... Dak Prescott, $30 million a year. And he has said, no, I want 40. That to me is an I'm out of the negotiation kind of response. In the same way that when I got that offer from the company that I was working for, which was so far outside the bounds of reasonableness that it polluted the entire purpose of the negotiation, I step back from the table and I say, hey, Dak, I love you. You're a good quarterback. You ain't the greatest player to ever play football. 
and that's what you're demanding right now. As a result, we've given you our top offer, and we're going to let you play this year, and then we may well let you hit the market because I don't think anybody's going to come close to $30 million. If these reports are true, and Dak Prescott has turned down $30 million a year and demanded $40 million a year, I think, much like the analogy I just gave you for negotiation, you stand up from the table, Jerry Jones, shake hands, say, I'm out. I'm not going to negotiate any further. So the point here is negotiation is the art of the possible. If you come to me with an impossible demand or an impossible offer, what you're really sending to me is the story that you're not being a reasonable person to negotiate with, and therefore I will exit this negotiation and go on and try my luck elsewhere. What does that mean for the Dallas Cowboys? I think there are a lot of Cowboy fans listening to me right now saying, you know what? If the choice is between paying Dak Prescott $30 million a year and guaranteeing him $120 million or more, or taking this great young defense that we have, getting Ezekiel Elliott signed to a deal, getting Amari Cooper signed to a long-term extension, and then going back into the draft and getting a guy like Justin Herbert or getting a guy like Jake Fromm or getting a guy like Tua with this great offensive line we built around Dak, with this great young defense that we're eventually going to have to pay for as well, and four years of Jake Fromm, of Justin Herbert, or of Tua cost me what one year of Dak Prescott cost me? I think the value, even for the Dallas Cowboys, is let's go back into the market. Let's go back into the draft. Let's let Dak hit the open market because guess what? Are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going to give Dak Prescott $25 million a year? I don't think so. Are the Tennessee Titans going to give Dak Prescott $25 million a year? I don't think so. And that's assuming Mariota and Winston both don't work out. Are the Miami Dolphins going to give Dak Prescott $25 million a year? No way. They'd rather go into the draft. Are the Cincinnati Bengals going to do that? No way. They've already got a mediocre quarterback in Andy Dalton. They don't want to give another mediocre quarterback big money. They're going to go into the draft and try to get an excellent quarterback. And so I think it's the point in time where Jerry Jones needs to push back his chair, stand up at the table, extend his hand to Dak Prescott, say, hey, Dak, it's been great negotiating with you. $40 million a year is insane. You're asking and your representation is asking to make you the highest paid football player of all time. I love you, but you ain't worth it. We'll play for you this year. Do as well as you can. And then we'll negotiate at the end of the year. I'll think about franchise tagging you if necessary. But I'm not going a dollar over $30 million a year. And I think $30 million a year is too high. I don't think I'd go over $25 million a year for Dak. And I'm not sure I'd go much more over 20. Danny G, you agree with me if you're Jerry Jones? And if it's true that you've uh, made an offer of $30 million and Dak Prescott is countered with $40 million, that you just stand up from the table, extend your hand, and say that ain't happening, good luck? Yeah, I really hope that these conflicting reports about $40 million are not true, that Dak nor his agent said we have to have 40 
because right around 30 would be a blessing for Dak, and he should take that money. I don't think there's any doubt. Dub, would you agree with me that, Jerry, if that's if that is true, if reports are true that the Cowboys have offered around $30 million and Dak has countered with 40 that you just extend your hand, stand up, and say, it ain't happening, and this negotiation is over? 100%. I mean, me personally, I think the 30 is kind of crazy. Agree. I mean, I, I, I was shocked when I first saw the report that they offered $30 million, and even more shocked, obviously, when Dak Prescott declined that offer. If I were Dak Prescott and I had gotten a $30 million offer, I would have broken my legs, <laughs> maybe maybe, uh, maybe crossed my own ankles over to get to that table to sign that contract as fast as I possibly could. And if reports are true that they went back and said, we need 40, which would be an attempt to get Dak to becoming the highest paid quarterback in the history of the NFL – Jerry Jones can't go there. I think he's already going too far at thirty million, but I think there's a time when you when a demand becomes so ridiculous or an offer becomes so ridiculous that it's so far outside the bounds of what you think the actual discussion should be, that's when you just walk away from the table. And hopefully you can end up in a position where you can afford to do it. Um, because companies will take advantage of you if they can which is why I was fortunate to be in a position where I could just walk away over an insulting offer um, that was nowhere near what the market was and, more importantly, also was the exact contradiction of what the person who runs the company had told me they were going to do. I don't need to negotiate with you. You're going to run your business that way. To me, relationships matter, and I'll walk away. Well, I feel the same thing about Jerry Jones if these reports are true. Eddie, if these reports are true, doesn't Jerry Jones just have to walk away from the negotiation table and say, sorry, I'm not doing anything here? Yeah, I, I, I guess if you look at it from Dak's point of view, it, it never hurts to ask. <laughs> but I, but, at, I but actually, at the same time... I actually disagree on some level there. No, I, 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 I completely agree with what you're saying. I, I think that Jerry Jones has been, as I said earlier, incredibly generous. He's been over the top to a lot of people as far as his praise of Dak and to make this offer if this is true and then have Dak say no thanks I'm looking for more yeah I think that could damage their relationship yeah I mean the example I would use is if you there's no there's a you know aphorism out there that is there's no harm in asking right I, I think there is a harm in asking if you ask for something that's so far outside the bounds of credulity that it isn't even reasonable to request it for instance Uh, I got two years left on my radio deal. If they sit down across the table from me and they say to me and my representatives, okay, what do you want? And I say, I want $20 million a year or $10 million a year or whatever that number is, which no one has ever gotten in the history of sports talk radio before. And I'm asking for that salary, then that's a ridiculous response, right? Like, And I think it would actually harm the negotiation in general, and that's effectively what Dak has said. Dak has said, hey, I want to be paid, if these reports are accurate, more than anybody who has ever played football in the history of football has been paid. And I don't know about you, but in order to be the highest paid at something, you need to be the best at something, or at least arguably the best. I don't even think there's a single Dallas Cowboy fan out there who would argue that Dak is the best quarterback in the NFL. And that is why that is such a ludicrous position to put yourself in. Roberto, would you walk away from the table if you were Jerry Jones? Yeah, definitely. Offering him $30 million, man, that's that's more than enough for, for Dak. 
He's, I don't, he's, yeah, I don't he's think a game manager pretty much. And yeah, I think Jerry Jones just got to walk away. And again, whatever you give Dak is what you can't give other players on the team, which means the overall quality of the team diminishes. There's always guy out there who's like, why are you trying to keep this man from getting his money? Because if this man gets his money, then other people who are better at their jobs on your team may not get theirs, meaning that you lose them and diminish the overall quality of the franchise. So it's not just about Dak. It's about valuing Dak in the context of Amari Cooper and Ezekiel Elliott and that good young linebacking core that you have, all of whom are going to expect big money down the road as well. Young talent eventually becomes highly paid, compensated for talent. Those rookie contracts move into veteran contracts, which require a lot more money. When we come back, we got news breaking on Antonio Brown. The drama of the Raiders continues as Hard Knocks moves closer to Episode 2 tonight. What is it? We'll tell you. This is OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. This is OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? 
Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Continental Tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Continental test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be oh man i'm sorry guys i'm coming back from the break and i was just laughing i didn't know this like cnn uh chris cuomo i guess is on cnn uh and <laughs> people oh, call man. him fredo yeah Have he, you went, seen this he video? went he went after a heckler he went after a heckler who called him fredo um <laughs> and I, I i i just i'm laughing because i was watching the video Whatever you do, don't call Chris Cuomo Fredo. If you're not familiar with uh, the uh, Godfather, Fredo was the uh, Corleone family, <laughs> family uh, black sheep, uh, weakling, whatever you want to call him, um, from the uh, from the Godfather trilogy. Uh, and Chris Cuomo just is going off on a guy. Uh, this is I, I, first of all, you. I understand, like in general, as a public figure. You can't get into an argument with a random person, right? Like, no matter what somebody says to you. And I I don't really have and have never had any bad face-to-face encounters. Pretty much everybody who listens to this show or reads or watches shows comes up to me and says nice things. But I certainly don't have time to get into confrontations with people who say things uh, about me. I mean, I'm 40 years old now, so... I think it's a bad look in general when a grown man threatens to beat up another grown man. Uh, but that is it is pretty funny over Chris Cuomo being called Fredo. So I'm going to tweet out this video, which is going viral, um, of Chris Cuomo. <laughs> like he says, calling an Italian man Fredo yeah. is the equivalent of calling a black man the N word. At one point, in the video. at one point, he tells the heckler. I'll blanking ruin your blank. I'll blanking throw you down these stairs like a blanking punk. Uh, Yikes. 
we need can we edit this we'll play it tomorrow uh, i actually take, think we'll have it'll some, take a half yeah, hour to get all those yeah, i know all out the bleeps there. out um i'll talk about it on outkick the show later if you haven't ever watched outkick the show i do it on periscope and facebook uh in the afternoon uh and we'll have a lot of fun with this because it is pretty funny in general uh also but again whatever you do don't call chris cuomo fredo uh or any other italian man fredo because that's the equivalent of using the n-word uh according to that's what he that's what chris cuomo says on the uh on the tape so uh apologies to any italian man out there who have heard me use the word fredo uh on the radio are we going to lose our fcc license over this i don't know it's going to be it's going to be dangerous um we got news by the way uh from well a couple things one did i say this on the show yesterday we're back on lock it in on monday so for people out there who've been watching our lock it in television show on fs1 4 30 eastern 3 30 central 2 30 mountain 1 30 pacific we'll be back on that show on monday much to rachel Benetta's chagrin <laughs> Uh, because she now has to return uh, to television with me. To so, dealing with you. To dealing with me on a daily and basis. And you better step your gambling game up this season. Oh, I know. I need to. I need to. It, it, it was a disaster last year. Uh, so that's going to come back on Monday. So my schedule will get a little bit wilder. Uh, but we speaking of wild schedules, we have breaking news. We have breaking news sounder. Yep, Roberto's going to hit the button right now. Where is Roberto? There we go. Breaking news from Fox Sports. The Raiders are expecting Antonio Brown back at training camp today. Boom. So it, uh, the the uh, let's see the the hard knocks is several days behind. So we don't know how exactly this will be covered. I'm sure that we will talk about it on the show tomorrow. Uh, but there are reports that Antonio Brown has returned to Napa. I don't know if he has come in on his uh, on his hot air balloon again to return to the uh, Raider practice. But he lost his grievance over wanting to wear the football helmet of his choice. His feet may still not have recovered, but Raider Nation can rejoice. Antonio Brown, your mercurial, completely untrustworthy, potentially CTE-addled, insane man who plays wide receiver. There is the audio in the background. I hope they take care of that CTE you've been talking about. Uh, You can't see CTE with with an MRI. That's what's so (laughs) difficult about it. You only can diagnose CTE after someone's already dead. So that it doesn't really help anybody to know that you have CTE. Well, it just goes to the point that he doesn't have CTE at all. It would be Not today or afterwards. To be able to have a CTE diagnosis. Tom Tom Brady came out in support of Antonio Brown yesterday. That's right, he did. Before somebody dies. By the way, lesson of the day, whatever you do, don't call an Italian man Fredo. (laughs) Whatever you do, don't call Chris Cuomo Fredo. Antonio Brown is back. Dak's not worth $40 Download the podcast. I'm Clay Travis. This has been OutKick. Be sure to catch live editions of OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.